Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to this bi-week episode of a Colts podcast presented by Sports Illustrated and the Horseshoe Huddle. My name's Brandon. I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. This used to be my least favorite week of the year in regards to football season. <laughs> uh, nowadays, given the uh, you know the job we got to do, I don't mind a little break. Uh, Colts need it real bad. Looking at the injury report, like we said the other day, it doesn't really look that way that we need it real bad, but it feels like we we still feel like we need it real bad. Um, But we're going to talk about stuff anyway. Got a fun little episode for you guys, um, and we're going to get rolling. But first, Andrew, how are you doing, pal? What's going on? How's life? Doing great, man. It's uh, it's nice. It is nice to kind of relax, and I'm sure the Colts players and the Colts coaching staff are taking a little time off as well, kind of recharging, recharging the body, getting a little bit healthy, and and getting ready for this stretch run. Uh, it, I mean, they're got three three huge opponents right after they come back from the bye, so they're gonna have to be ready for that. But hey, a little break for them, a little break for us, not not always a bad thing. How many how many fewer articles do you get to write this week? Well, my Wednesday one came out this morning, so hopefully everybody checked that out. Saw Carson Wentz's performance. Uh, I'll probably have one come out on Friday, and then uh, we'll take the weekend off to recharge, and then get ready for for New England. Aren't you like? A, never stops. Aren't you officially, ba- uh, according to Twitter, like a, a leprechaun nut hugging or something along those lines? I mean, what was said? What was said about you on the Twitter comments? Today? <laughs> that, that wasn't about me. That was somebody else commenting on on my Wentz article, but definitely wasn't about me. But yeah, there was. You check out my mentions. There were some spicy comments, and that's all. I'll leave it at that. You know what? You remember when our YouTube comments were getting spammed for a couple oh, episodes in a row? Oh, that that's what. Reminded me of um, j- a little different, obviously, but uh, go follow us um, at a Colts podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and if you already do, then maybe you submitted some questions today for our mailbag episode. I uh, got some listener questions to go through with you guys today. Uh, <clears throat> some about us, some about the Colts in general, um, playoff picture stuff. So that ought to soak up 25 minutes. Roughly, <laughs> we can make that last that long. We'll get into some other Colts news, some big news um, uh, on during this bye week anyway. Uh, some picks for week 14, Andrew. Oh, never mind. You've got to write. Never mind. I, just, I, I got to right. read, you know. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's dig into these listener questions. Andrew, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Do we get do we get questions on both platforms here? Maybe we'll get some live questions tonight. We got Facebook, we got Twitter, um, got up all the platforms. So it was it was nice to get. get I even had some texted to me today, so we're, we're adding those in as well. <laughs> all right, um, but we'll we'll start. I'll start up with the first one here. I'll ask you. You can be the one that since I always take the floor. Yeah, seems, we'll take turns can, on the questions. We'll take turns, but you get to answer this one first. Uh, which pending free agents do the Colts re-sign this off season? I'm gonna need a list. Give me a give me a list here. Right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna spit yes or no. I don't have a list in front of me. I did not prepare let's, well for this question. Let's see here. I can start naming some off the off the top of my head. Uh, Eric Fisher, no. T. Y. Hilton, no. Mark Glowinski, no. Yes, no. Z- mm. <laughs> no. Xavier Rhodes, 
Hill. Maybe. Mo'Ally Cox. You know what? <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I would have said... A couple weeks ago, I would have said absolutely not. And now all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe Xavier Rhodes is, you know, kind of like... Uh, Darius has had the issue, except he hasn't played as well as Darius has. Um, you know, maybe he's starting to fly fly around a little bit better. Um, Xavier Rhodes is a pending. Xavier Rhodes for me is a maybe. Here's an obvious one that will be re-signed. Anderson Dejo. Absolutely gotta, not. Gotta, I hope gotta, not. Have, gotta have him back. I hope not. But all right, so I've got the list up here, and I i mean, there's a lot of them because the Colts are going to have 30 guys that are on expiring contracts That's pretty a much. Lot. So I'm not going to read them all Give to me the you. big names. Mo Alley-Cox, yes. There's the Mo first Alley straight Cox, yes. Uh, there's Odom. There's yes. TJ Carey, Marlon Mack, Kamoko Ture. No, no. Maybe. Julie, Chris Reed, Tyquan yes. Lewis. Uh, Michael Badgley, Matt Pryor. No. Ashton yes. Doolin, Matthew Adams, Zaire Franklin. Yes. They see they've got a lot of a lot no, of yes. names that you know. So do you uh, put an over under or or put a like how many you think of those 30? How many do you think the Colts retain? Well, I think we just racked up almost at least 15 no's. <laughs> I mean, see, over under half. I'm gonna go God, but that's a lot of people to let go. There's no way we can do that either. I, we got to at least let 10 go. I mean, you can't let yeah, the whole football so. team go. But, I mean, at least, I'd say at least 10 of those guys go probably because we're going to sign some free agents. We're going to draft some guys that are going to be on the roster because it's just what this team is able to do. Um, we have some guys in positions where there's already young guys in place to take over. Um, so I would say at least 10 are gone. Okay. I'll, I'll take a stab at the list. So some, of your, I, some, of your, some of the big ones there. Yeah, I don't think... I think T.Y. Hilton retires after the season. I right. just do. I've got a feeling. Um, Mark Lewinsky, while he has been the one that's kind of, while we saw him and, and Chris Reed kind of go back and forth a little bit, now Mark Lewinsky has kind of retaken that starting spot. But the thing is, I don't think he's going to be very cheap. If the Colts can get him on a bargain deal, I think that that the Colts would, would be inclined yeah. to keep Mark Lewinsky. But you can't put that much, as much money as they already have in the offensive line and then putting Quentin, Nel putting Quentin Nelson's contract on top of that, you just can't. I think Chris Reed has a better chance of being re-signed than Mark Lewinsky because he'll be cheaper little, and, and, and that'll help the Colts. Xavier Rose I don't think is back. I think it's time to give Isaiah Rogers that that starting role, or the Colts might draft a corner. We'll see. Maybe an outside free agent. Hey, hey, and keep in mind, these are not – the question wasn't who do you who do you want to or who do you think deserves right. to be re-signed. Who do you I think? You know what I mean? But realistically, who who do you think may? Um, and that that oh, is why yeah. I said Xavier Rhodes, if he continues to play well um, as it stands currently, I would say he has a chance. But it mm -hmm. is not – I'm not. I'm not going to call it a high chance yet. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll, I'll, rather than going through the list, I'll just give my top three of who I think the Colts were, will retain. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Zach Pascal because I think the Colts loves what Zach Pascal does. Yeah, I'm going to go Ashton Doolin. Ashton Doolin will be one because yep. I think he'll be cheap. 
Um, and I'm going to go uh, Taekwon Lewis. I think Taekwon Lewis is back. He did. I mean, that knee injury is bad. I think the Colts probably signed him to a one-year prove-it deal. Um, and then I'll, I'll do a fourth. Ture. Kamoko Ture, I do not think will be back with the Colts. I really don't. I think because it, I think if they bring back Taekwon Lewis and if they bring back, they, they want to yep. probably get Dio Dangbo in that starting lineup. But the guy that I was going to say is Matt Pryor because the Colts, I mean, they've trusted Matt Pryor to come in and we've seen Matt Pryor play well in pinches. So I think those are the guys that we could see be retained. I mean, I'm sure they'll, they'll keep more than that, but I would, yeah. I would say those are the guys that I like are the prior pick too. I think, I mm-hmm. think prior stays as well. Um, who? So Andrew Sandejo is a definite. Yes. <laughs> God, I hope not. I hope they kick him to the curb hey, tomorrow. This makes me because you mentioned Badgley technically is a free agent next year, right? Um, missed a kick this week. Did we didn't talk about this? But since we're talking about free agents and and that is a point of contention right now, I the second he missed that kick, I was like Colts Twitter right now. Oh, time to time to bring Hot Rod bat right back in next week. I saw so many I saw so many tweets that said that Hot Rod better have better have his kicking shoes ready. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, we'll see if if Badgley continues to miss. They they might have you just heard bring any, Hot Rod Have you heard any news on Hot Rod's That's recovery? I mean, because I I still haven't seen any official. He tore something. He strained something. Like I don't recall it's, seeing anything. It wasn't a f- official. It was just a hip injury. He didn't That's require surgery. Frank Reich said a couple weeks ago that Hot Rod could kick right now, but they they don't need to press it. They don't need to push it because Badgley has been playing so and well. He, he just My, has to hate that. So, I mean, I'm sure he does, and I'm sure he's he's trying to get stronger behind the scenes. I'm sure he's in there rehabbing every day to try to get back, but the Colts aren't pushing it because Badgley is performing well. Yeah. Okay. Are we done with are – we, are we good on the um, free agents question? Anybody, on anybody, anybody else have any questions about uh, anything, first of all? Second of all, um, any free agents you're wondering about that we didn't mention? There's 30 of them. So we didn't mention them all. <laughs> if you can think of any yourself, go for it. Um, I, th- I think Glow's probably gone too because I do think he costs too much. I think the difference in cost between him and Chris Reed, um, not that Chris Reed will be the automatic guaranteed starter. Chris, right? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. I'm just looking okay. at you. Uh, <laughs> looking at me, looking at you. Um I don't think Glowinski is that much better than him to, to justify paying a guy that much more, um, especially when you give a guy like uh, Reed a whole offseason. Uh, how many Colts games, Andrew, have each one of us been – have we attended, and what's the furthest you've traveled to see them play? You go ahead and go first. It's much more impressive on both of those answers. Do you know how many Colts games you've been to? I don't. Not officially. I – over the last, I mean, I've had my season tickets for three years now. So over the last three years alone, I've been to almost 30. And I'm going to say the year before that you went to every home game anyway, almost every home game. I'm going to say I've probably been to 60 to 70 games total. And the farthest I've traveled, I'm not exactly sure by miles, but I've been to Seattle. And then this year was out to San Francisco to see the Colts play. I would guess that my over-under is somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 25. Maybe a little bit less, honestly. I'm, I am I have absolutely no idea. You've been to Seattle and San Francisco to see them play. Minnesota, Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. 
I have been to the RCA Dome and Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> I have not gone to see them play anywhere else. My, I've had family go see them play in Cincinnati for preseason, but I was never able to attend one of those games. Um, also had no interest in going to preseason game, to be 100% honest. Um, but I was going, Paige and I were, before we decided to move back home after Seattle, we were planning our next two traveling and travel nursing locations uh she was we were going to do either arizona or colorado next but i wanted to try to time it to make sure we were in arizona for the christmas game and that is we were going to do that for christmas because we were going to be away from our families anyway seemed like a fun thing to do you know what i mean so that would have been really cool i think that would have been a really cool game to go to um unfortunately that didn't work out so not very far for me about two hours right down the road. Um, see, Craig Boone, thanks for joining us. I, uh, I don't know yet. That's the, that's a question. That's a question for next week. I feel like um, when we're doing our preview for, uh, I'll throw it up here. Thank you, Craig, uh, for when we are playing or doing our Pats preview. Uh, but I'm going to say Bill Belichick first, just off the top of my head, Bill Belichick is going to do his absolute best to make sure that, uh, Jonathan Taylor doesn't get to do a single thing. Uh, so Carson Wentz is going to have to play good football that day. Yeah. So the question for the, uh, the podcast listeners is what's the best way to attack the Pats defense. And, uh, the Pats def- defense, I mean, they're not the best against the run. So I'm sure the Colts will try to get Jonathan Taylor running. But like you said, Bill Belichick will try to do everything he can to stop Jonathan Taylor. Staff so, Matt will tell you, though, that Bill Belichick couldn't stop Derrick Henry. Uh, so who knows? We'll see. But he has right. a way of he has a way of doing it. And he has a way of really pissing Colts fans off, too. I, th- I think I think one of the things they're going to have to do is a lot of quick passes because yeah. the, the the Patriots are going to try to put pressure on Carson Wentz, get Matt Judon involved, and and so quick passes, a lot of RPOs. I think we'll see that against the Patriots. Speaking of Matt Judon, did you see his uh, funny little comment in his post game presser? Or maybe it was a uh, just a presser this week. He's like, "Yeah, man." And, I, and by the way, the offense played great. You know, everybody but Mac. You know, he didn't really do much. <laughs> that's just outrageous. Have we talked about that yet? Did we talk about that? No, yet, because that was one. Of, okay, that's that. That was a Monday night or Saturday. Getting ahead Sunday of game. yourself, brother. I couldn't remember when the game was. All right, where are we at? Are we done with that question? We've done it all. You've traveled very far. Um, you're up. So the next question, if the Colts can slide into the wild card, who do they match up best and who could they realistically, like who do they match up best with that they could realistically be playing in the playoffs? Well, realistically, the Colts, have the, has the Steelers not had their bye yet either? I'm pretty sure they have. I mean, if they would have not tied a game they'd be seven and six we're seven so and maybe six they haven't they still haven't had their bye week i don't know when their bye week is and we don't have stats matt what are we going to do um if the steelers and the bills lose this week both of them we slide uh, hell i mean the, the 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 Bengals could lose this week the chargers could lose this week i mean we could just slide our happy asses right on up there in the mix um who do the colts match up best with I'm getting there. 
Can I? I'm just trying to look at the playoff picture in general here right now as it stands, Andrew. Um, it, it also says who do they you think they realistically could play? So I mean, we could be playing right now if we went in. You know, they'd be playing literally three quarters of the AFC. We could play any of those top four teams at this point, depending on what wild card slot we get into, except for if the Patriots, if they hang on. Um, I think the best matchup that we could actually play would be the Baltimore Ravens or the Tennessee Titans. Uh, it's really, really, really hard, and we found this out last year. The Saints handled the Buccaneers last year. Both regular season games handled their asses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then couldn't couldn't win in the, that third game. It is really hard to beat a team three times in one season. It was talked about a lot last year before that Saints-Bucks game. Um, so I think that gives us a lot of momentum against the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry is going to be back um, probably this month, I would guess, definitely by playoff time. Um, so, the, you know, how well does he come back? If he does come back, you know, what? 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 what is he actually going to look like? Um, and Baltimore, I mean, they don't look so hot right now. I wouldn't guarantee Baltimore sitting there as a division winner. Uh, but out of those teams that are up there, division winners right now, um, Baltimore and Tennessee, I think, are our best bets. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I, I will at least on the Tennessee front because I, I think Tennessee. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. It's hard to beat a team three times in one season. And we also and haven't Col- played good football either one of those weeks. The Colts were very very close to beating Tennessee the last time, and and if. The Carson Wentz doesn't throw those inter- those interceptions, those boneheaded plays. Other things don't go that way. The Colts, I mean, the Titans lose that game, and the Colts and the Titans are probably fighting for the AFC South right now. And there's still still a slight chance, but I, I'm still thinking Tennessee's going to win it. But I, I'd say Tennessee, and then the, while Buffalo did lose, and Buffalo has to play the Buccaneers this week, they have to play New England again the week after that, or, or the two weeks after that, I should say. It's, it's, I think the Colts, I think the Buffalo does not want anything to do with this Indianapolis team because I don't think that Jonathan Taylor necessarily will do what he did in the regular season. But as you could see, they still, they couldn't stop the running game of the Patriots either. So, I mean, you, you put Jonathan Taylor back. I still think Jonathan Taylor has a big game. And if not, we didn't really see what Carson Wentz could do against that Buffalo's secondary. And now that Tredavious White is out, they, their corners are, are, aren't as lethal as, as what they were. So I would say Tennessee and Buffalo. And, and then Baltimore is hurting as well. I, I, so I just I, don't see how we end up playing Buffalo. Besides, besides not the first the Kansas round. City Chiefs, besides the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I, I really don't think the Colts are. I think the Colts match up and could win any one of those games. Yeah, I think they could win any of those games. I don't know how we end up playing. Um, we wouldn't end up playing the Bills, but right now, Andrew, every team in the AFC is in the hunt minus three teams. Every single team. All the way down to the Miami Dolphins are six and seven. Broncos six and six. Browns six and six. Vegas six and six. Us seven and six. Steelers six five and one. Bills seven five seven and five. I mean, it is tight. No, this I've been like just whacked out by this NFL season so far. Like, what is going on? And it's just nobody is consistent right now. The, the most consi- I think the hottest team in the AFC right now is, is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
That's who scares me the most in this playoff again, of course. So, um, But, yeah, as for teams that we could realistically play, though, Andrew, in the first round, the Bills not likely. Um, you're liking Tennessee, Baltimore, and the Patriots. Yeah, because I, I think the Colts can play with the Patriots. I think, I think that their defense. We're going to find out in a week. I think that the Colts defense can can put pressure on Mac Jones. And while Mac Jones t- likes to dink and dunk down the field, that's what the Colts make you do. They make you dink yeah. and dunk down the field and then force you into turnovers. Right. Oh, uh, what's next? What are the top Colts top three needs this offseason, Andrew? I think my top need is still left tackle. Because I don't, I, I don't think Eric Fisher's back next year. I mean, I, there's obviously a possibility, especially because I think Chris Ballard does have a little soft spot for Eric Fisher, especially their time together in, in Kansas City. But as we've seen, Eric Fisher can't really be trusted, and it might take another offseason for him to get fully healthy. But we can't necessarily bet on that because the Colts, the Colts need us a, a left tackle now and for the future and we can't wait on eric fisher as he continues to get older to see if he he is that so i think left tackle is is number one i would say wide receiver number two because ty hilton probably isn't back you can't rely on paris campbell zach pascal may not be back depending on how the the contract situation with him plays out so you really need that that other wide receiver a a deep threat wide receiver as well to to go along with michael pittman jr and help alleviate some of the pressure that's on jonathan taylor and and really really go crazy and then and then my third is 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 probably i'd say probably cornerback cornerback or safety really just secondary in general because i mean we've seen We've seen the safety depth. Teeth. We've seen the safety depth really be tested this year behind Julian Blackman and Kari Willis. It's just not good. It's not. They really need to get that in there, and they really need to make sure that that the safety depth is addressed. And then, are you comfortable with going with Isaiah Rogers as as that other outside corner next to Rakia Sin, or? Do you look for uh, another quarter and, and you use Isaiah Rogers more as that fourth guy that, that comes in and can rotate in? It's going to be interesting to see what the Colts do this offseason. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I'm with you and Craig here. Craig says uh, wide receiver, left tackle corner. I was going to cheat like you did um, and say left tackle, wide receiver, and Secondary, <laughs> I was just going to cheat and lump the, lump the secondary into one. Safety, I think, would probably be our biggest need. Um, oh shit. I mean, just because of the depth, I agree with that. Corners tight, too. I don't know. Secondary. Um, and I, in, in regards to wide receiver, I would love – I we have reliable guys like Zach Paschal. Ashton Doolin is turning into a reliable um, wide receiver – I want I want a I want a playmaker. I want to I want I want and if it's a big existing name great. If Mike Strawn just has the most incredible offseason of all time and, and and emerges as wide receiver number 2 that just is a go-getter, awesome. Um but I I want a name and Michael Pittman Jr is becoming one, but I want another weapon. I don't want another receiver. I want a weapon. Um all right, on to the next one. Ugh. 
So it's up to me. What's the most memorable football game that we've ever attended? You go first. It's not memorable in a good way. Oh, really? Do you know do you know which one? I don't. RCA Dome, um Colts Patriots. We're down. Patriots fans are talking shit to like me and my mom, my fan like I don't know why they picked us. We're you know, it wasn't but they're just jaw jacking everybody around, like, oh, so we're coming back. And my mom was all pissed off about it. So we're finally coming back. Um and she's jaw oh, who's talking now? Woo! Like yelling right back at these guys as we're coming back. And it's looking like we're gonna win. We've got the ball on the one yard line, first and goal. I've told this story on this podcast before. First and goal, Edron James can't punch it in. Edron James can't punch it in. Edron James can't punch it in. And I'm pretty sure if I remember this correctly, again, Edron James couldn't punch it in. I'm pretty sure we ran it four times in a row on the one-yard line, and the Patriots stuffed us every time. Uh, And we lost that football game, and my mom was mortified. (laughs) Because she was jacking right back, and it did not work out in her favor. I'm surprised you did not pick the Peyton Manning return game. That's a good one too. That was a good football game. I've got, I've got that ticket framed. I know that's exactly why I was thinking you were going to pick that. (laughs) I'd I'd say my, the, uh, for home games, that is my most memorable game is Peyton Manning's return to Lucas oil stadium when he was with the Broncos for away games for me. I, I would probably say it's down. It's down to two. I mean, Minnesota was cool, but the I was in a bomb cyclone in San Francisco and then going to Tennessee True. and seeing Andrew Luck play for the last time when the Colts beat the Titans in week 17 to go ahead and, and make it into the playoffs. Those are probably my my two there. They're, those probably tied. But, uh, yeah, that Peyton Manning return game is something I'll it, never forget. That Peyton Manning return game is a good one. Um but you know what? Most memorable that was the game. That was the game that popped in my head. It was miserable. You know what? It's the wor- it's the terrible moments in your life that really stick. Um, assuming once plays over seventy five percent of the offensive snaps this season, what should the Colts target in round two of the NFL draft? I think you can already tell what I'm going to say. Left tackle. Well, no, I'm going to say Colts are always going to go best player available, so you can't really say who they're going to target <laughs> as Brandon rolls his eyes. You but- are so boring. Hey, Andrew, let's do. Andrew says, Brandon, let's do a mailbag episode. Let's do listener questions, and I'm going to and I'm going to I'm going to give the I'm going to give the the listeners and the question askers the middle finger and not answer their question. He didn't let me finish, Uh, but I do think it probably will be left tackle or wide receiver because I think that's what this offense is really missing to go to the next level is that solid left tackle. Now, if a guy is available there, then I'm sure the Colts will take it, but like the Colts aren't going to reach for a guy. And then wide receiver, wide receiver, the Colts would love to get another threat to go with Michael Pittman Jr., especially some guy because, well, Michael Pittman does a lot of the stuff short or over the middle, and he might get some shots deep. You don't have that guy that the defenses are constantly worried about is going to burn you over the top, like like a, like a Tyreek Hill or a Deshaun Jackson. The Colts are hoping T-Y that Paris Camp. T.Y. Hilton. The Colts were hoping Paris Campbell would be that, but again, you can't trust Paris Campbell. It's third year, third year where he's had injury issues, and and you just can't. 
third year is starting to become a trend. You can't trust that. So the Colts need that that weapon, like you said, to really open up this offense and give Carson Wentz more options, especially down the field. Um, I mean, it's the same answer as you. I mean, on this one, where did that this question's you know real close to the same. You know what are the needs? Uh, you know, so obviously for our first first pick of the draft, we're gonna we're gonna hope, um, you know, we end up we end up going towards one of those needs that we mentioned. But um, who knows? I mean, Chris Ballard, don't put it past him to trade up either. He's typically gonna trade down, but if he sees a guy he really really wants, and we've got the ammo, don't put it past him to trade trade up either. So. Even though I mean, we lose that first round Jonathan pick, Taylor. exactly. That's why he did for Taylor. If we lose that first round pick, which it's looking like we we're gonna. I mean, that's just it. We're gonna. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, if if we want to get back into the first round, I wouldn't be surprised if we did. I I I'd be I would be surprised, but I wouldn't just shit my pants. I'd um, be surprised if they jumped all the way up back into the first round, but mm-hmm. I could see him go jumping up a little bit in the second round yeah. if they truly fall in love with somebody. Right. We'd have to give up a lot to get back into the first, probably. Um, this I'll read this question, Andrew, because this is a better question for you. Does Ballard start to restructure contracts knowing that the cap is expected to explode after the 2022 season to get more room even though he normally doesn't? I honestly don't think he will because there's really not too many guys that that could use could be restructured because the Colts always front load the contracts anyway. So there wouldn't be a need for for restructuring if you guys if because most of the time when a GM restructures a contract, especially to create cap space later down the road, it's because they're they've got cap space now and the contracts are backloaded. Well, the Colts always front load their contracts. That's something that Chris Ballard has always done since since he's been here. He we could restructure and move some stuff out towards you know the end of a contract for a couple of guys to make room for twenty twenty two. I mean, he could. The Colts are expected to have $57 million in cap space this year. So it's not like they're going to be hurting for cap space. But I I just, again, I don't, I know fans are probably wanting to see Chris Ballard go all in this offseason. And I just, I, from what we've always seen, I don't think that's going to happen. He might make one splash move because the la- the past two years, I mean, the splash move for DeForest Buckner and then this the, uh, and even Philip Rivers and yeah. then the splash move for for Carson Wentz. Usually, Chris Ballard's good for about one big move a year, so maybe it is a a, a trade or a big signing, but it's not going to be like a free for all where he constantly is getting big guys because yeah. but Nelson, you, he's you not going to do what the Rams are doing. Right, exactly. And $57 million, but you got to remember, the Colts have 30 guys that are on expiring contracts. You got to fill those spots. Quentin Nelson's contract is going to be is his extension will probably come this offseason and that's going to be at minimum 17-18 million a year. So you got to start planning for that. So I, I I don't I just don't think that they're going to restructure contracts necessarily. They might do it a little bit, but it's not going to be to a full extent where we're going to see huge amounts of cap space created from it. And though that's where I think this question gets interesting, Andrew, is not necessarily restructuring, but possibly some of these extensions or some of these new deals for guys that are getting multiple years. X amount, you know what I mean? Possible. What if the just the second year is 
a little more loaded instead of all of it way front loaded or all way back loaded. I don't I don't know if they can structure it in a way where you know, year two, 2023, maybe somebody's getting the bulk of that contract in that year to alleviate a little 2022 space. But again, what do we need that extra space for next year? As of right now, we don't know of anything. What Chris Ballard is going to do is what he believes is best for the football team, uh, not just next year, but in the long run. He's always planning for, you know, multiple years. He's not going anywhere anytime soon either. So he doesn't have a reason. To, he doesn't have a reason to go, well, I got to make sure I do something this year. Now, eventually, I do think there's got to be a switch flipped that says, okay, now's the time we got to win. Maybe we need one more guy. Um, but until he, until he thinks that's where we're at, uh, which he does not think we're there yet, apparently, you know, based on what he's done, um, I don't see that being an issue. So, uh, go ahead. Last one. I think you, I, oh, the last oh, question. You, no, no, no. You can, what, what, what were you going to say? Well, I, I was going to say that I, I mean, I just think you're right that Chris Bauer before the season, he said that, that the, he thinks maybe their Super Bowl window is the door is opening just a crack, but it's not fully open yet. So, yeah. and, and the, all those spots that we talked about as needs, the, they're pretty big needs on Super Bowl teams. You have to have a good left tackle. You have to have another weapon. You can't just have one yeah. star wide receiver. You you have to have good cornerback, good secondary play in a passing league. So if the Colts can get that, then maybe you'll see Chris Ballard go all in on a big move to try to put the Colts over the top. But until they're at that point, he's still going to continue to do what he has been doing and what's been successful for him. Um, so last, last question um, for the, our mailbag tonight. Do either of you believe that Carson Wentz will ever be able to take the Colts to a Super Bowl? This isn't even a question to me. Yes. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I am obviously excited to see how this season turns out, but there's already talk churning. I think Zach Kiefer's writing a story on this too um, about how much better Carson Wentz could be in this offense in year two. Frank Reich has not had an opportunity as the head coach to have a quarterback for a year two. I think Phillip Rivers is blowing people's minds if he's still playing with us this year. Blow our mind, I think he's we I think we are baffled. Not not MVP level, but I think we're baffled by how well um Phillip Rivers would be playing right now in year two. Now, Carson Wentz much younger than a Philip Rivers, much more mobile than a Philip Rivers and athletic, a lot different options that we didn't have with Philip Rivers. I think year two in this in this Colts offense with Frank Reich um, has the potential to be very, very, very good. And uh, so, yes, I think he has the potential to do it this year. Um, but I think each year in this system, as long as the team around him is supportive enough I, yeah, a hundred percent. Not even a question. And I, and I think that's the key. I, if if we're, if we're thinking that Carson Wentz is going to put the team on his back and lead the Colts to a Super Bowl, then my answer would probably be no. And he'll never I have just, to, because yeah, he'll never have to. I think right. I think if Chris Ballard's, I don't know if Chris Ballard, it, I don't know if Frank Wright gets canned ever unless Chris Ballard does as well. I think maybe Chris Ballard will get one more chance than than Frank Reich eventually probably, but I think once Frank gone, Frank's gone, Carson's gone anyway. But with Chris Chris at the helm, you I don't think we ever have to worry about the team around Carson totally being dog shit. Sorry to interrupt. 
Right, but I, I'm just saying, if if cars if we had to rely just on Carson Wentz, then no, because there's very little teams that can do that. Rely just on a quarterback, and Carson Wentz isn't that talent. He's not a Peyton Manning. He's not an Andrew Luck. Those Patrick guys Mahomes. can carry those Patrick Mahomes. Look those, at, and like, look what happened even, to him in the Super Bowl. Even, even Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has never really had to carry a team on his back. He's got Pro Bowlers and 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 All Pros all around him. Yeah. So to carry a team on your back like that, you have to be. And an absolute generational talent, and and Carson Wentz is that's not a that's not bashing Carson Wentz at all. There's just not that many guys out there in in the world that can do that. But with with Jonathan Taylor, with Michael Pittman continuing to ascend, and if the Colts continue to build this defense, I think with a solid team around him, I absolutely think Carson Wentz can can win the Colts a Super Bowl. I, I mean, do I think he's going to be a perennial MVP candidate every year? No, I think he'll have maybe a season here or there where we're thinking he could be an MVP. But and, and I I am excited to see what how Frank Reich is able to to use him and and really see how he can expand on this offense by finally having a quarterback for more than one year at a time because again fourth year of the head coach of the Colts is fourth different starting quarterback so I think that's going to be a big difference next year and I'm not saying the Colts are going to win it next year but but when you have the same quarterback in the same system for multiple years certainly helps that offense out and I think Carson Wentz there's a great chance he is better next year and and we can see him play at a top 10 at top 10 level as far as quarterbacks asserted maybe borderline top five we'll have to see if he can reach that ceiling but but yes I absolutely do think that Carson Wentz can be the quarterback of a Colts Super Bowl team over under how many more years for Carson Wentz on this Colts team? Man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, what, what's goes, the, where's the over under at? If all goes well, I mean, I would. That, no, 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 no. If all goes well, it's not involved in this question. How many more years do you think Carson Wentz is quarterback of the, of the Colts? I mean, I could probably put it at six and a half, seven. Mm-hmm. That's what, so I mean that's right in the name. So you think he maybe plays six to seven more years? I mean, if if by you think that Frank Reich still be, coaching six to seven years, he would be thirty six because he's like twenty nine, yeah. twenty eight right now. So thirty five, thirty six. Um, I mean, Carson, uh, Frank Reich is is a very a athletic and very healthy looking sixty year old. He just had a birthday, so I think I think Frank Reich will will be able to coach at least another God, six. He years. looks so so much older though than he did when he started coaching the Colts it looks like he's gone through a presidency uh I mean he, just visually he's looking rough compared to when he started hate those glasses by the way not a big fan of the Frank Wright glasses right now needs a new pair uh all right other Colts news bro I am so excited about this first piece of news I was so excited to see it in here because I literally just thought about it today or yesterday um, cornerback Kenny Moore II was selected as the Colts nominee for the 2021 Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And you want to hear the best part, Andrew? What's that? I think because of hard knocks, I think he could win. He very well could, and I, I mean, he's very deserving of it, too. Yeah, everything 100%. that Kenny Moore everything that Kenny Moore does in the community, I mean, his his journey and his relationship with Mason is is well documented, but him still going out in the community, helping, he he volunteers at community centers, at, at food banks. He's constantly going he's to the He's doing something hospital. this Friday uh, down in Valdosta, back in his hometown. 
Kenny Moore is just as, as elite as he is on the field. He is just as good of a human being off the field. And, and there's not a more well-deserving Colt on this team to be nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. I, and I really hope he does. He does win the win the award. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, as have the Colts ever had a Walter Payton Man of the Year? Peyton Manning never won it, did he? I think Peyton Manning, but that's about it. Did he win that before he left, though? I'm not sure when he won yeah. it. Okay. Uh, running back. <laughs> I just started laughing when I saw when I saw this. I hadn't heard it yet. Running back Jonathan Taylor named the FedEx Ground Player of the Week following his performance against the Texans. 32 carries, 143 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Do you think he owns part of FedEx? I think I should just leave this part in the outline yeah. for us every just week. Change the stats and the team. Pretty much, pretty much happens every single week. I think that's at least his third time in the last four weeks that Taylor has won FedEx Ground Player of the Week. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. I, don't know, I love it. I don't even want to set off the applause. It's just expected now. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I did fix it. Okay. I didn't think I fixed it. Um, oh, no, I didn't. There, that's why. Week 14. Hicks. There we go. A little production uh, behind the scenes for you guys. Uh, first, though, week 13, Monday Night Football um, in the pick'em standings. Patriots beat the Bills 14-10 to in the most hilarious game of football. I've, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was kind of following along, and the internet was going crazy. Andrew texts me. Or, uh, at halftime, I see it. To, like, Mac Jones has only thrown one pass in the entire first half. And I'm talking to Andrew, and he te- he goes, I cannot believe Mac Jones has not thrown. A, he's only thrown one pass, and there's less than 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm like, a still? Like, I heard that stat at <laughs> halftime. He still hasn't thrown a pass? Totally throws three passes, two for three. Hilarious way to win a football game. That just doesn't happen in today's NFL. It's it's absolutely absurd. It doesn't and, build Belichick's NFL. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, there were like fifty mile an hour gusting winds, but but Josh Allen still continued to throw the ball. It's it can be credit the Patriots for for having that absurd game plan and still going out there and winning. And and the loss by the Bills really helps the Colts in the playoff picture because now the Bills are only one game ahead of the Colts in the AFC and the Colts own the tiebreaker. So the, if you were a Colts fan, you probably should have been rooting for the Patriots. Do you think Josh night. McDaniels is just shitting himself when Bill Belichick says, like, Coach, can I, can I, can we throw the foot? No, run it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to run it over five times tonight, Josh. What? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to run the ball. I don't want. Or I don't want to pass the ball over five times tonight. Five times tonight. But just, Bill, think, what are you talking? Yeah, I don't want. We're we're gonna we're gonna run the football. Uh, we're gonna pass less than five times. Okay. Hilarious. I don't think. I don't think Josh McDaniels uh, really consults Bill Belichick on offensive game plans. But I mean, hey, I. I, but if Bill Belichick what, what, says, hey, this hilarious. is what we're going to do tonight, jo- Josh was, McDaniels is going to listen. What was hilarious is is I heard people say, oh, this is definitely going to help Josh McDaniels in his uh, pursuit for a head coaching job. We, do we still not remember how he just walked out on the Colts the day that yeah, he Yeah, Josh McDaniels it? is the next Patriots head coach. Well, we'll see about that. Of course. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole plan, right? That's why he bailed. Um, yeah, enough on that. Pick up standings, Andrew. We are not tied. I thought we were tied again, but it looks like, look at that. I'm still in the lead. 118 to 75, 61%. Um, Andrew has won 16 and 77, 60%. 
neither one real good. But hey, yours truly in the lead as usual. It was that it was that Raiders game. I picked the Raiders. You picked the Washington football team, and that was that was our only difference of the week. And you you got that one. I tried to tell you. Oh boy, I got some bye weeks this week in fantasy. Hey, I went three and zero in fantasy. People forget. Hey, my, I'm, we don't care about I was, your fantasy. I was in last in my league for the majority of the season, and one of the, my leagues with you. I am I am a hundred percent my family league, and I talked to my grandpa tonight. He's the number one seed. He's probably gonna have to play me in the playoffs first. I said, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna get matched up." I said, "I'm the scariest one to have to play in this entire league, aren't I?" He goes, "Yeah, you're not wrong there." Hey, happy <laughs> birthday to my grandpa! Eighty years uh, young today. Good for him. Wow, good for him. All right, tomorrow night, snoozer of a football game. I, the public is on the Vikings, Steelers at Vikings. I am not. I'm. I think I'm going Steelers. Big Ben looking good. So I got to catch up to you somehow. I'm going Vikings. I'm going Vikings at home. Um, I'm going Vikings at home. The Vikings are um, right now three-point favorites. So we'll see what happens. Adam Thielen's out, but uh, the Steelers, I think, may may try to – are probably still coming down from that emotional win over the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to go Vikings. Dalvin Cook, questionable still, right? Correct. All right. Go, go Steelers. I, guess. I mean, I mean, go Vikings, but, you know, if the Steelers win. <laughs> uh, Ravens at Browns. I'm going to go Ravens on this one. I'm going against the public. I, I think Same. the Ravens, while their defense, again, is still hurt, uh, the Browns haven't looked very good, and, and Baker Mayfield is still Sorry. still pretty injured. So I missed the I, mute I'm going, button. I'm going, I'm going with the Ravens. I'm also going Ravens. I don't know if Baker's healthy or not, um, but I don't think the Ravens play like they did another week, you know, to in a row. I really don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, we do need the Vikings to win, Craig. Um, Jaguars at Titans. I have a feeling. I don't think it'll happen, but I got a feeling. I'm going Titans. But I feel like it. I feel like the Jags. This feels like one of those games that they just piss you off. It, it, you know, if you're the team they're playing, and just beat you for no reason. That sure would be nice if Jacksonville could go into Tennessee and, and get the victory. Thinking. But but yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Titans. Um, Titans are coming off of a bye week. I think they're going to be rested. And Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville's Jacksonville. What what can you say? Um, Raiders at Chiefs. Going Chiefs on this one. Um, the Raiders are, again, they lo- just lost to the Washington football team. And the Chiefs have been playing pr- some good football lately. So I think I think they're going to drop another one to uh, to the Chiefs this week. Yeah, 100% Chiefs. Uh, sorry. Saints at Jets. Sounds like Alvin Kamara is healthy. I'm going Saints. I'm going Saints as well. I mean, the Jets, again, the Jets are the Jets. They have been very good all year. So uh, I've got some – even though Taysom Hill is still the quarterback, if Al Kamara is healthy, they'll be feeding him the rock plenty. Cowboys at Washington football team. This one's tough uh, because the Washington football team has been playing a lot better um, and Dallas hasn't been, but I, I, I'm still leaning Dallas just because I, I think 
I, I don't think that the Washington secondary can keep up with a CD lamb and, and an Amari Cooper. Well, that's fun because I'm going Washington football team. You're on all this. on the Washington bandwagon. I'm, and I'm all, I told you, I don't know if I'm on the Cowboys one anymore. Uh, ooh, you know what? I know we've been alternating, but you're going first on this one because I got to laugh. It's always more yeah. fun when you pick Falcons games first. Well, I'm not picking the Falcons. I'm going the Panthers. Panthers Woo! are still a dumpster fire, but I'm not. I'm not picking the Falcons. I am picking the Falcons at Carolina. I'm prepared picking Falcons. to lose. Huh? The Falcons prepare to lose. The Falcons suck. Yeah, but when you Falcons. pick against them, and I pick them, they usually win. So. That's going to work out in my favor. This next game should be a lock. I'm going with the spread in this game, too, I think. Seahawks at Texans. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks here. The Texans showed me last night how ter- or last week how terrible of a football team they are. And, and Russ and Seattle finally got a win, even though all the drama going on there. Uh, I think they have plenty of talent to beat the Texans. Yeah, Seahawks for sure. Lions at Broncos. I'm with the Broncos and the public. Yeah, I'm going Broncos as well. Lions got their first win, but that's where it's going to stop. Broncos will get this one. Yeah. Uh, Giants at Chargers. This feels like one that the not the Giants typically would win. This feels like one that the Chargers typically drop. They're so up and down. Um, you know what I mean? And coming off a big win, you know, I, I'm, I'm worried about the maturity of that football team and their ability to maintain composure against a team that they should beat. But I do, th- I, I think they'll end up coming, you know, getting that win. I think the Chargers will win as well, especially since I don't think Daniel Jones will be out there. Uh, It's just the Chargers are up and down. You are right, but the Giants are a pretty bad football team right now. Still good run defense. Not bad. Not bad. 49ers at Bengals, Andrew. I'm going 49ers on this one. The Bengals have the the public, but I'm going 49ers. I'm not sure if Debo returns this week. But I think that that injury. They said they, Burles, he hopes he. They're hoping he returns to practice tomorrow. I I think that injury to Joe Burrow's pinky. I mean, he was, he it wasn't good once that happened, and I I think that's that's really going to affect him again this week. That's not something that just goes away, especially on your throwing hand. So I'm going to go 49ers to pull up pull off the upset. I'm going Bengals. I'm going Bengals. Man, we could, need some caffeine in your system. I, I got four hours of sleep. We went out and celebrated uh, the end of uh, my busy season at work. We celebrated our uh, volleyball loss in the tournament. Um, and then Paige, of course, gets off work at 1130 and decides to also come to the bar when I wanted to go home an hour before that. Uh, so we were out late. And uh, I am tired. Got about four hours of sleep and then had to go get a fake tooth. So, yep, sorry. Sorry for the yawning. Sorry for the fans. Um, Bengals. Bills at Buccaneers. Uh, I am definitely going Bucks. I'm on the Bucks train as well. The Bills, I I've just lost faith in them. I've seen what kind of team they are. They can't stop the run. And I think the Buccaneers will take advantage of that with Leonard Fournette. And Packers are hosting the Bears. I'm going go pack go. I'm going with the Packers as well. Justin Fields is back. He is going to start. But again, I mean, the Packers against the Bears, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. I I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think they win by a couple touchdowns. I agree. Rams at Arizona. 
Rams need to win this football game, but I, I don't think they do. Cardinals are rolling. I'm going Cardinals as well. I mean, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are back, and, and that just completely changes this offense and completely changes yeah. this team. And and the Rams, it seems like the Rams beat up on the on the bad teams, but on against the good teams, they're they're not nearly as as good. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Um we don't need to do the points and all that. Who's scoring the most points? I was actually thinking about that. Um kind of want to go I want to go with either the Buccaneers or the Saints against the Jets. Okay. I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go Arizona most points. Okay. Just feels right. Detroit least points. I'm going to go Texans least points. That's a good pick too. All right, what do we got next? News around the league. News around the league. All right. Any good news? Report Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson would be willing to waive his no-trade clause for the Broncos, Giants, or Saints. Broncos would be awesome. Uh, Broncos. All, any of those teams would be awesome, actually. Bro Broncos are a quarterback away from, I think, being a contender in the AFC because they've got a good defense. They, they've got weapons on the outside. Very good. Just Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke are just terrible. So I, I, think, I think he'd do well there. I think he wants to go to the Giants because it's in New York. Obviously, he's married to Sierra. It's a big market. And then the Saints. Imagine Russell Wilson being paired with an offensive mind like Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. And get Alvin Kamara. And then if Michael Thomas comes back, that'd be a pretty potent offense down Michael there. Michael Thomas would come back for some Russell Wilson, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, too, before we go any farther, what games are you looking forward to uh, watching the most this week since uh, no Colts game to watch? I mean, obviously, the Buccaneers and Bills. I want to watch that. Um 49ers Bengals I'll really be watching the games that affect the Colts in the in the playoff standing so those games obviously the game tomorrow night with the Steelers I uh, want to watch the Chiefs Raiders all of those games that that really ha will have a major impact because um, the Colts might be able to sneak in and be a playoff team or be in a playoff position without them even taking a snap this weekend depending on how the the results go yeah uh, Seahawks safety Jamal Adams suffers a torn labrum and additional shoulder damage that will require surgery and place him out for the rest of the season. Tough. Seahawks not looking like they won that trade. Gave up a lot for Jamal Adams, and he has not been very impressive. Or actually, he's I mean, he's been a good player, but he's not lived up to to the trade value that they had to give up for him. Buccaneers designate cornerback Richard Sherman to return from IR, possibly moving him to safety. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's because he is, I mean, he's, Slow. he's slowing down. So you move him to safety, put it back there with Antoine Winfield. It could be, it could be good for him. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, the, the, the Buccaneers definitely are, uh, are struggling a little bit back there, but I think Richard Sherman will help give him a, a little bit of a boost at least. Yes. Texans wave linebacker Zach Cunningham one year after he signed to a four-year, $58 million extension. Please explain this. 
So Zach Cunningham, I mean, he was one of the best linebackers for the Texans. He was a healthy scratch last week due to disciplinary reasons, but for everybody around the league says he's a great guy. He was a captain for the Texans. And and then after this big extension, all of a sudden he just gets cut out of nowhere. So I they Zach Cunningham's a pretty good linebacker. He has been for the tech with the Texans for a couple of years now, or a few years, I should say. And if if a playoff caliber team needs needs some linebacker help, they could look to Zach Cunningham. All right, that's it. Mailbag episode complete. Um, Colts bye week episode complete. Uh, we appreciate everybody who submitted questions. We appreciate you for watching. We appreciate you for listening. Um, thanks for sending out some comments and questions there, Mr. Craig Boone, especially. Um, new listener, maybe. I don't know. If you're new, welcome. Thanks for uh, joining us. Um, any new listeners, thanks for joining us. We hope to keep you around um, more often. Um, and don't forget to go follow us on all of our social media uh, at Occult's Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go rest up, heal up those injuries, and have a good week, guys. Go Colts. No episode on Sunday. We'll see you next Wednesday for the Pats preview. Go Colts. Go Colts. First time listener, Craig Boone. Woo! Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football.